most espresso machines will have vents on top where the you put the cups upside down if you ever walk into a coffee yeah. shop and that's just the heat preheat some of those cups with the natural heat from the espresso machine but as they're going through the dishwasher and coming back maybe they're in cold water the cup's cold like i'll always put a little bit of hot water into it just so like you're keeping that latte or the cup of drip coffee like yeah. preheat it a little bit just so you keep it at the temperature and you're not dumping it into like even on a cold day if you dump, you know, a hot cup of coffee into an ice cold cup that's just been sitting on on your counter all night, it's it's the temperature is going to go. It's going to dip down. Or if you're brewing into that, you know, it might mess with with the ultimate flavor. This is Coffee One Hundred One, brought to you by Humble Coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffeeverse. Season 2 takes us on coffee's journey from shelf to sip. And in the studio today, I'm joined by Katie, and we are in part 3 or the final episode talking all about home essentials to make the best cup of coffee. Katie, what have you learned about so far? Well, a lot of important things that I didn't know you needed, like a scale. And then good water is important, apparently. And then also lots of storage. You need storage. Stay organized. Yep, you need storage to stay, to stay organized, like if you have multiple beans on your counter and your wife or your husband allows, mm-hmm. or they're gracious enough to let you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, whether it's the bag. Yep. Or the storage vessel itself, yeah. just having, you know, something that's fairly airtight. Right. Um, that's what I was thinking. Like, don't want it getting stale. Correct. Yep. And today we're going to finish out our discussion with Michael Matthews with Ooh. the Linea Coffee Roasters. And we're going to be just basically, I don't want to give it away, but talking about some of the stuff that will finish us out. Okay. Mm. All right. I'll be honest. I am going to give a little, oh. a little bit of it away. Okay. Okay. One thing that's like you know is is close to my heart. Oh, oh, oh okay. What is, is it? we're going to talk about how important like your mug is. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Interesting I guess is I your did way it. of saying I, I I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't know why I just croaked like that. Sound like well, a frog. Well, so I don't want to give it away, but okay. I will say that I really really think. That the right mug makes a big difference in the whole, like, the coffee whole drinking experience. experience? Mm-hmm. Is this, like, coming up? Is this yeah, it's on this show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. It's okay. going to be awesome. I never thought about that before. I mean, like, I have preferences, but I didn't think it was important. Important. Yeah. I, I'm like I'm like actually dying to tell you some of my preferences, but I'm going to wait okay. because they're in the, the show itself. Okay. Um, you know, cause, well, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going I'm to be quiet. So oh. let's jump to it. You wanted to say something, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, Michael, when do we get to see your drumming? Yeah, Michael. Michael. Michael, we need, we need as a follow up, you know, how you talked about, and I think you'll talk about it at the end of this interview that one of your segues from, um, from drumming to coffee roasting was one of your favorite drummers. 
with drum with his coffee roaster in the background and you were like that is so cool like i i'm going to challenge you to make some kind of little video or something please and tag humble coffee and uh or have us as the collaborators on it and we would love 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 your drumming yeah, we want to see your drumming. I want to see what kind of skills you got, my brother. Like six skills. Yes. Because I know you probably do. I, I actually, we have like a... Um, we have electric drums. We have an electric drum set, which, like, which you may think is like yeah. like us saying, hey, we have a K-cup and we like coffee. <laughs> but uh, if, Michael, you ever come up, because uh, you, know, you and I are only about maybe four hours apart, uh-huh. so it's not that far. Um, if you ever come up to Starkville, Mississippi... Then, um, please, I would love to get you on the drums. electric drums and just see if you could like jam. We want to see if you are really as good as you say. No, he is good. I'm kidding. Like, if he if he goes on some kind of international, if, tour, yes, if you were a part of three different bands that went around the world, at least one went around I the world. I best believe that you are good. Yep, I'm based good. All right, let's finish out this talk with Michael Matthews of Alenia Coffee Roasters. <laughs> So another thing I was thinking about as far as home essentials, and we've actually talked about this, and so I'll just kind of rehash real quick what we've said is the filters themselves. Um, the biggest difference being paper versus some kind of metal filter. Metal filters, they just they don't have the, the small filter size that you need to um, filter out the fats. And, uh, so you'll get, you'll actually see like on, um, anything that you use a metal filter in your finished cup, you'll see like a sheen on top of your coffee. And that's those fats, um, like floating on the top. It's like cafe stall and Cowway all, I think are the names of them. And, um, you know, they're not, they've done some studies, um, and, one-on-oneers, you could go back and listen. We have uh, some episodes on health, coffee and health. Um, and technically, they might slightly, ever, ever, ever so slightly, you know, raise your um, cholesterol. But it, but it's, is it st- statistically significant? Um, probably not. Uh, what it lends to the cup is is just like a like a a savory, buttery you know, type of uh, addition versus the other thing, which most people use, which are paper filters. And then with paper filters, you can have them where they're basically bleached or they're not. Um, some people argue that you can taste the difference um, in the cup and they'll actually pre-pour water to um, on those paper filters before um, to get some of that uh, bleached taste out and then of the white filters um, and then some some people say that even the natural filters you can taste the woodiness. I I have tried. Um, I don't know if you've tried, but I've tried with those different filters, and and I just I can't taste the difference. Have you ever tried that? I, I really can't taste the difference. To be honest, uh, I've, I've used all of them as well to try to debunk that, and I haven't been able to to notice anything when I'm brewing coffee. Uh, one thing I would always recommend to someone just getting into hand pouring coffee, doing pour overs and stuff, or really at, at any level from beginner to expert, 
always pre-rinse your filters with hot water. Yeah. Um, I think a, a, a good experiment to, to taste um, uh, to where you can actually tell the difference is if you were just to put your brewer right on top of, if you had two cups next to each other and you want to do it with hot water, that's, you know, kind of near your brewing temperature, always pour a little bit more water than you need. But if you were to put the brewer on a cup with a dry filter and really wet it with some hot water and let that water pass through to the cup. And then once the water's, once the filter's wet, the water's passed through, take the brewer and put it on a second cup and pour more water through there. And taste uh, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. let the cup cool a little bit, but you will taste how papery yeah. that that first cup is from pouring it on the dry filter. So well, that will ultimately end up in your cup if you do just use a dry filter. So even when I'm using like a little countertop coffee machine, like an automatic brewer, yeah, always rinse the filter. You know, and well, and another thing is, uh, you know, and I have. I I have tasted that, um, and and yes, you can definitely taste that. Another reason um, that you may want to like pre-rinse is it warms up the brewer like itself. If you have like if it's a ceramic pour over um, or something like that, it it's that hot water will will warm that up a little bit so that once you actually start with the coffee. It's not dropping the temperature of the water that's coming through there, um, you know, and sabotaging like your cup that you've been trying to get in that perfect temperature range. Yeah, I I, I preheat everything. I um, even like at when I'm working bar at Bearcat, like I was today. Sometimes we're just coffee cups. Most espresso machines will have vents on top where the you put the cups upside down if you ever walk into a coffee shop and that's just the heat preheat some of those cups with the natural heat from the espresso machine but as they're going through the dishwasher and coming back maybe they're in cold water the cup's cold like i'll always put a little bit of hot water into it just so like you're keeping that latte or the cup of drip coffee like preheated a little bit just so you keep it at the temperature and you're not dumping it into like even on a cold day if you dump you know a hot cup of coffee into an ice cold cup that's just been sitting on, on your counter all night. It's, it's the temperature is going to go, what it's going to dip down. Or if you're brewing into that, you know, it might mess with, with the ultimate flavor of the final cup. So I always pre-rinse, you know, if anything, pre-rinse your filters and pre-warm the, the vessel you're brewing into is, yeah. is my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, no, I like it. And uh, so we're going to plow through two more things and then everybody will be able to just make an awesome cup. You can already make an awesome cup. We're talking about awesomer cups here. So I'm just going to crunch through milk and then we're going to talk about the last thing and, and people will have to wait and listen to see what the last thing is. So with milk, if you want to froth milk at home, um, they have little handheld electric frothers um, that you can use. Um, you can get that stuff on Amazon or, you know, whatever. They're pretty straightforward. Um, and uh, you can even heat up, you know, the milk on the stovetop. Um, and, you know, stove warm than French press. Uh, 
and it's a little it's a little messier. Um, but if if you really want to like, you know, get some of that you know coffee shop experience at home with the milk, then those are a couple of different ways. So the last thing is you need a good mug. So I've got a couple of ideas of what I think makes a good mug. What what are your thoughts? We're talking about just like 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 mug your mug, like your like I have. I don't know. Maybe it's a fetish, but like I've I've got probably two hundred coffee mugs, and um, so like like I know like I'll go ahead and tell you like one of mine is like. Like I really like a sharp, not super sharp, but a fairly sharp um, edge, like where you're actually sipping, you know, oh, yeah. from the cup, as opposed to a very rounded edge. I find a lot more of a challenge. Um, I have. Uh, I'm gonna grab one real quick. <laughs> okay. He just left to go and grab a coffee mug. So, one of oneers, we're here by ourselves. Because he's gonna. Oh, he's back. Okay, here we go. All right. So these are the mugs we use at Bearcat. They're handmade ceramic. Yeah. Um, they even have like a little Bearcat stamp on them. But yeah. very thin, ridged. Yep. Very. That's what I like. Uh, feels good in the hand. Um, I for I, I prefer handleless mugs. Like this is this is my go-to like handled mug. Okay. Uh, and I do tend to like, like slightly smaller vessels. Yeah. Uh, I do like pouring, you know, a little bit, tasting it, pouring some more. My ultimate favorite is the, these are called drippy pots. Okay. Uh, I just ordered a bunch of these uh, for my website, but uh, this guy, Brian Januski in Philadelphia, uh, I found these mugs. He uh, makes ceramics and he went on this style of coffee where he will uh you know he makes the base and then he puts this you know smoother yeah uh it, it has a bunch of colors but it it, it 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 he puts them in the uh you know i guess he finishes them off yeah where they dry while they look like they're dripping and they feel so good in your hand and I'm all about like, how does something feel in your hand? Like, yeah. how does it, I think that's so cool. Uh, I'm looking at the website right now. Is, I've, 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 you know, and he makes them in all different shapes and sizes. And I, I, I bought one a few years ago and I recently just got this, uh, as a Christmas gift and yeah. I loved it so much. I, I reached out to him immediately and I was like, I just, I love everything you do. I want to show your beautiful yeah. pottery to the world. Like, I just want to order a wholesale order to have. Well, he may have just messed up because, like, it's going to be on Coffee 101. So, I mean, I, I, I wish, like, I want, I want this guy to just, you know, I want everyone to they have look, one of these. They look great. I'm looking them up while you're, um, while you're, um, showing them to me here yeah it's i mean it's it's one of like uh they just they feel so good in your hand they look so cool everyone that comes by is like what is the i don't know i, I yeah. like uh like you're saying you have like 200 mugs like i have so many mugs and um uh, i just like brewers in the morning i'm always pulling out different yeah coffee cups to drink them out of and uh, it's just it's yeah that's another fun part of the experience you know and it, yeah. there's nothing Nothing gets stale. It's it's yeah. always like 
different coffee, different brewer, different vessel to drink it out of. So yeah. that's another fun part is the actual like looking in there and be like, oh, what you know, what mug am I going to get today? And you know, another thing for me with mugs is I get them. A lot of them I get very specific to um, like a experience that I had. Like like you and I um, were just in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. You know, and I I got a mug that was unique to Baltimore, um, and so so some of them for me the mug is it reminds me of the experience. I will say, you know, when you were talking about, you might like to just actually have it in your hand as opposed to having the handle. I like that. I like that a lot in the winter. Um, I don't like that as much in the summer. Um, Unless maybe it's like a cold brew or a, you know, Japanese flash brew or iced coffee or something like that. Um, so, yeah, those are kind of some of my things. Another thing with me with mugs is um, I want it to cool down. You know, like there there are so many mugs out there and things that you can put coffee in or whatever in that will, quote, keep it this temperature for the next 12 hours and like i don't want that like i actually want it to drop about um 15 to 25 degrees and and that's where i want to drink my coffee you know i don't know what do you think i i totally agree i uh you know in the and I've, I've been guilty of this i've been uh late to work a few times because i've been <laughs> letting the coffee cool an extra you know four or five minutes before i put it into I have uh, one of those uh, fellow travel mugs that yeah. um, actually when I was, I was brewing my competition coffee, I, I did it as a pour over before I got on the bus to get to go down to Maryland. And I, I put this, I closed it up in the seal and I actually, uh, you know, fell asleep on the bus. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I still have my coffee. It's three hours later. This cup of coffee was still piping hot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've, burn my mouth so many times on the way to work in the morning. It's like you brew it, you brew it straight into one of these uh, thermally insulated uh, coffee mugs. And it's just, it, it doesn't cool down and it's, you're, you're, you're never able to like quickly drink it. And I want to be able to like enjoy it, but sooner than later, especially in the morning when you're trying to wake up. So my general rule of thumb with any coffee I brew uh, as if, you know, uh, most of the, you know, these scales have timers on them or I'll start a timer on my phone, I will not take a sip of that coffee until after the 12 minute mark. And that yeah. is consistently the perfect amount of time for me to where I know I'm not going to scorch my palate, especially if I have coffee later. Um, and I was worried about that doing cup tasters at, yeah. uh, the, the, in Baltimore as well. Cause I was like, all right, I don't want to like, destroy my palate before I have to go taste a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm going for speed. So um I I always tell people like, look, let it sit for a few minutes. Like let it yeah. get down to the temperature where it's like it's okay to drink. And that that twelve minute mark for me is I know I'm never gonna burn my palate. And it's gonna that's... be like ready to drink but just hot enough. But like to where you can start enjoying it because yeah. as the cup cools some flavors, you know, are, are appearing, some are disappearing uh, yeah. as it gets a little bit cooler. So, you know, it, I it, think 12 flavors, minutes is a like good. 
It's like an it's like an adventure. The the cup takes its own journey. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Humble sources only the best specialty coffee produced around the world and is consistently ranked one of the best specialty coffee roasters in the U.S. You don't settle in your intentional pursuit of your passion-based goals. Don't settle for the fuel or the coffee that gets you there. Humble Coffee, only the best for the best. Look in the show notes for a link or go to humblecoffee.com. Now, let's get back to the show. 12 minutes is good. As crazy as it sounds, I actually, and I've never done this, but this morning, ironically, I timed like what I thought was about right when from when I finished my little clever whatever um, to when I thought it was about the right uh, temperature to drink and it was about 15 minutes and you know I think and and this is the only time I have ever like measured that time um, and so I definitely yeah I think at least 12 minutes is probably a really good uh, mark especially or to safely like not burn your tongue and stuff like that um, but so that brings us to the end of our talk about home essentials and i want to hear about alinea coffee roasters and maybe a little bit about bearcat because i'm looking at all this food uh that y'all serve down in new orleans and i'm getting really hungry (laughs) all right so uh with alinea so the name comes from uh alinea is another word for like the paragraph symbol and if you look at my logo, okay. it's actually the paragraph symbol yeah. kind of punched up to where it looks like a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but see that. That's pretty cool. The idea is, you know, teaching teaching the customer that, you know, the, this I've always appreciated going in as I started getting into coffee, going into a coffee roast a coffee shop that had a, a roaster in it. Right. And you know, getting this cup of coffee that they just served me and saying, Hey, like, this is pretty cool. Like I'm watching them looking at this cup of coffee. They just served me. I'm looking through the glass window. I see this giant machine with beans coming out of it. Like what's up with a, a, does it do? And then actually looking into like, okay, well this coffee I'm drinking actually came all the way from Ethiopia and was on a, 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 in a shipping container for weeks, probably months getting here and like, what's this whole like journey that this this bean took from like the the farm wherever it was grown to get all the way to here to being roasted and brewed and served to me right now? And you know the the alinea or the paragraph symbols used in writing a rough draft when you're you're trying to start a new a paragraph or a new a new way of thinking a new a new trend of uh, writing and you know the the idea behind that is like hey like let's start this new conversation or new idea with the customer or the consumer about educating them of okay hey like let's start talking about where your coffee came from and maybe the you know the origin and let's let's see maybe the farmer who produced it like uh kind of filling in the blanks for them of like this storyline of of hey like this is just a cup of 
of dark water that wakes me up in the morning. Like yeah. a lot of work went into at every point in the supply chain to get this here. And let's start, you know, this, this new idea of like educating the, the customer, the consumer and teaching them to start, you know, maybe being more aware of this stuff and seeking this, this kind of coffee out where it's, you know, you have your, your transparency and, you know, they're able to get their hands on all the information. So I, it, it definitely started as a hobby. Uh, like I mentioned in the previous episode, in my uh, previous life, pre-coffee, I was a, a drummer in a touring band on the road about 220 days out of the year, living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Uh, great, great, great time. Got to see a lot of the country and that helped me stumble into a coffee shop in Virginia that completely blew my mind with a shot of, of a natural Ethiopian on espresso when I went right before they closed. And I ended up buying coffee roaster because one of my favorite Instagram drummers used to post the videos in his roastery of mm-hmm. him playing drums in front of the roaster. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, coffee. Like, right. I love coffee. He loves coffee. Right. He loves drums. I love drums. I should roast coffee. Right. So I bought my ARC 800 drum roaster and uh, from Crop to Cup. And they're like, hey, we're going to send you you know, a bunch of beans to season it. And I didn't even know where to start. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I just had to start burning beans to figure out how to, how to roast coffee. Because there's just not, you know, there's not a lot of, there's resources out there, but not a lot. And I pretty much just self-taught and I tried to get my hands on every book, every watch, every YouTube video. I went and bugged all my local roasters and they're just like, who's this kid that's coming in and asking us about all these coffees and like, why is he asking this, these questions? And I was just so hungry for knowledge and to learn. And so um, right around then my business partner for Bearcat, it's one of my best friends from growing up. I was just getting off of uh, the road from touring and he's like, he came to my house. He's like, what are you doing with all this? Like this, why'd you buy a coffee roaster? Like blah, right. blah, blah. So he's like, why don't you just come work for me at, at Bearcat? And so Bearcat is uh, a high volume breakfast and lunch restaurant. And New Orleans is known for, for food and yeah. indulgent. And uh, growing up, his mom had uh, celiac. Uh-huh. which is a uh, basically, you know, you have a gluten allergy, but with celiac, it's, it starts like when you consume gluten and actually it's, you know, can cause internal bleed. It causes a lot of issues. Right. So everything in new Orleans is fried, battered in flour, um, very not gluten or celiac friendly. Right. And the struggle um, of, you know, him growing up, it was so hard for them to go out and uh go to a restaurant that she could even eat at and uh you know whether it's you're drinking coffee or eating food it's it's a pretty social thing and everybody should be able to sit at one table despite what um food allergy or dietary restriction you have right so it's like if you're uh say say you bring your vegan friend to a barbecue restaurant they can't even have the salad because the the dressing probably has pork fat in it. Right. And, and you know, if if your non-vegan friend, if you bring them to a vegan restaurant, like every, you know, it, uh, eating should be so comfortable, and you should be able to get what you want. But 
in today's world, especially New Orleans, everything is like really far one side. Like it's either like vegan or it's very unhealthy and everything's, you know, it's just fried meat, uh, fried chicken yeah. and meat, blah, blah, blah. So, you, I mean, ev- everything here, you would, he would call, my buddy would call ahead of time and be like, hey, like, what do you have that's celiac friendly? And they're just like, just don't come here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So he always had this idea of, hey, I want to create a, a space where we know what's in everything and we have our unhealthy food that anybody, you know, you can indulge in. And we have vegan options and we have gluten-free and celiac options. And it's not something that we have to like overthink yeah. or like most places. And you know, now in today's society where you're able to pinpoint, you know, more and more of what is causing these allergic reactions or uh, health issues. Uh, I think restaurants should do more of their research and continual education of like learning about newer allergies that are coming up and um so it, it originally started off as a cafe concept where you would walk in and you would order with the barista you get a coffee and you get a number and bing your food's ready ring a bell person would come up bring their number and you get the food and the the first location opened almost six years ago and it took about a year for it of like operating like that to where it just all of a sudden it, it just like spread like wildfire it became very popular. Right. People were like, okay, this is a place we can all go comfortably eat together. And it's, it's not a big deal. And it was kind of the only place in the city doing that. And it, it just slowly, you know, and there's not too many great uh, brunch spots in the city. Yeah. A lot of people come here. They're like, I want to cater to tourists. I want to sell po' boys. I want to do jambalaya gumbo. And while it's it's cool to do and a staple to the city, everyone's doing it. Right. So we, you know, we do a lot of stuff differently. You know, yeah. we still do like fried chicken biscuits and stuff, but we also do like we have our shrimp and grits. We also do like a scallop and grits, like stuff that you just yeah. can't like some stuff you can't get anywhere else in the city. And it we've always really good. normally go to a coffee shop that has like a forced food menu that doesn't really fit. It's like, or or you have a a restaurant that has great food, but they have terrible coffee. Yeah. So the idea was like, how do we offer great coffee, great food, you know, like specialty coffee and specialty food. Um, So that kind of putting that emphasis and that uh, mindset in, into the whole equation of like, Hey, we want like top to bottom. You're going to get great coffee. Uh, you're going to get great food. And now we're slowly expanding into like pastries and doing our own bread. Um, yeah. We're looking at hopefully in the next year opening a bakery and a coffee roastery in one yeah. where I'll be setting up shop. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it looks really good. And um, you know, I'm I'm hoping next time I come down to uh, New Orleans that. Uh, I'll be lucky enough to get a table and and uh, try the the. It looks like maybe some grits and cheese grits and scallops or something. looks yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 the food is so good, and I get spoiled because I've you know I'm still not tired of the food. I eat it yeah. almost every day, and 
Um, you know, we do breakfast and lunch. We also have a dinner restaurant that's kind of like an extension yeah. uh, of, of the breakfast and lunch. We don't do breakfast and lunch items, but uh, it's called the Chat Noir, the Black Cat. It's like, how do we call it? Bear Cat After Dark without it being that cheesy. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but so that's I what do, you did. You know, Alinea operates independent of Bearcat, but I still do all the coffee for Bearcat, and yeah. and it's very fun. Um, it's there's never a dull moment, and every day brings its new challenges, and I'm always problem solving. But uh, it gives me the opportunity to source different coffees, try out different things. Uh, Bearcat's definitely kind of like my playground where I get to experiment and seeing. Hey, like these coffees did really well. These coffees didn't do really well. And, um, you know, I have some more higher end stuff that I have for just Alinea, um, higher scoring coffees, a little bit more exotic fruit forward stuff. And then for Bear, it's Bearcat, you, you really have to know your audience and your consumer and saying, Hey, like I know these certain coffees are a little too acidic, you know, it, yeah. This coffee would be, like translate really well to the to the restaurant setting, but I'm still able to source some like really amazing wash Central American coffees that uh, are a little bit milder, a little bit more of that like approachable nutty chocolate expected yeah. profile. But giving the, them like, hey, you know, I can go to you know, we want people at Bearcat to come in. We want them to have this great coffee experience, and you know, it's all about the experience. We want them to come there work really hard on the aesthetics they have this aesthetic experience and they have this great coffee experience and then they get the food it was great to have you on michael matthews with alinea coffee roasters and bearcat cafe thank you kenneth see i've got a thing for mugs i see that yep and i bet you probably appreciated at least the essentials part of like an electric milk frother. Oh, yes. I've seen those. Like, when I watch, like, YouTube, the uh-huh. little, like, my 6 a.m. morning routine, they always had the little, like, frothers. It's like, make the little noise. Iced yeah. coffee, and it's so satisfying. I want one. Do we have one? At we don't have one. In our coffee. Repertoire? Yes. We don't, we don't have one. We can um, get it at Walmart. You could get it for pretty cheap, and, uh. You know, it definitely makes a difference, I think, in the consistency or, yeah, the, or that's what, I've heard. what we would call the mouthfeel um, of the actual drink itself. Okay. So, yeah, maybe that'll be one of the next things yeah, for us. Invest. All right. So, thanks again to Michael Matthews with the Linea Coffee Roasters. Yes, and we're still going to hold you to making some kind of video with. You drumming? Yeah, I better and, see that. And the uh, coffee roaster, or at least a cup of coffee in the background. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and we appreciate you listening, all you 101ers out there. And if you could do us a couple of favors, and I know we say this just about every time, but we want you to leave us a rating. And yeah, we want you to tell one or three or seven friends about Coffee 101 because we want their coffee game also level up yes so i don't know how often like you read the ratings but like i was just like randomly on my phone mm-hmm. and i was reading through some of the ratings to see if any of y'all talked about me and they made me smile 
Like, actually. Yeah. They were fun to read. Some of them are quite funny. Yeah. So, if you can, give us a rating. Uh, tell us how Katie's doing. <laughs> actually, <laughs> as long don't as you do say, that. Don't as long do as that. you say something don't do nice. Don't do that. Yeah. If, you, if you're like, ah, eh, she's a little fill in the blank, then actually, that, that would will, like, be, crush her. So, don't no, do that. No, that would be funny. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. So, you can get better. Yeah. But it would also be funny. Yeah. All right, until next time, love y'all.